Hi, and welcome to The Hingham Cast. I'm your host, Allie Donnelly. The Hingham Cast is hyper-local, looking at the pandemic, politics, and everything in between through the lens of one small town. My town, here on Boston South Shore. We launched the Hingham Cast when COVID was at its deadliest, when we so badly needed to mourn and learn and connect as a community. As this pandemic wears on, that need for connection feels more critical than ever. So let me introduce you to a group of volunteers who rise each Saturday morning to make a joyful noise. So we're going to go up the uh, we're going to go up to the second floor. Jason Ryan gives me a tour of the Hingham Memorial Bell Tower. We can go up into the ringing chamber. Oh, this is narrow. Which is where the ropes hang down. It sits next to Old Ship Church on Main Street in downtown Hingham. I've passed by probably hundreds of times and never knew its story. I'll just point out this piece of concrete here. This is the worst thing to bang your head on. Okay. <laughs> so you want, you want to stay close to the ladder. Right, I got you. And you're actually going to be coming up and you're going to be sticking your head right into the mouth of bell number two. It's the only freestanding bell tower of its kind, built in 1912 to commemorate the founding of Hingham. I'd always assume the brick tower was part of Old Ship Church, but it actually belongs to the town. It's a tribute to the first settlers' ancestors in Hingham, England. So when they were making this memorial, they traveled to churches around Hingham, England. They found bells that had been cast prior to 1630, which is when folks came to this uh, version, the new Hingham. Right. And so the idea was bells that our... Hingham ancestors would have heard ringing around their town before they came here. We've climbed up to the very top, to the belfry. Oh my gosh, what a gift. This is amazing. This top floor, and it literally, you're walking on top of these massive bells. Wow. I'm not going to do it justice, but it's a really small space. Remember, a tower narrows at the top that doesn't look like it's been touched in a hundred years. I'm super scared, just for the record. (laughs) I would kneel down first. We're looking down at what feels like the inner workings of a clock, with different size bells dangling from a beam and steel framework. This is our largest bell, so this is our our biggest swinging bell. Uh, This is 2,200 pounds, so, you know, think of like a Nissan Sentra. Wow. Or something, you know, a little Honda Civic. Yeah, yeah. Each bell is a recreation of a bell found in the churches in and around Hingham, England. They were made by the same foundry that cast Big Ben and the Liberty Bell. Ryan is nimbly hopping from bell to bell as we talk. They're all different sizes so that they can strike different toned notes in a scale. Yeah. yeah. Wow. The, the heavier bells are, are on the uh, bottom level and our lighter bells are towards the uh, top. And you're not afraid of heights, clearly. You know, maybe one of the best jungle gyms for old guys in, uh, <laughs> in <Hingham. laughs> That's awesome. Okay, are we going down? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So. Um, oh my God, I'm like sick just looking down. I'm going to hold this. Yeah. And your other piece. Okay. And, and you'll you hand can, them off. You can turn around and, and uh, lower yourself gently. We head back downstairs because it's Saturday. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hi. I'm Sarah Carolyn. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. And every Saturday, 10 volunteers, some who've been stepping up for decades, 
meet in the tower to ring for the town for one hour from 9.30 to 10.30 in the morning. The room we're in is two below the belfry, and dangling through holes in the ceiling are thick ropes attached to the bells upstairs. At every rope is a person, a bell ringer, and they're all standing, assuming about to pull. Like, what happens now? Okay, so uh, our fearless leader will have us raise the bells, and then you'll see us either uh, ring rounds or ring some of the patterns that we like to practice. The process of this kind of bell ringing is physical. The volunteers are wearing masks, so you may hear some heavy breathing and chafing against the mics as they pull. I'm going to raise the bells. I'm going to raise the bell. This isn't chiming, where you might strike a bell with a mallet. This is what's known as change ringing. The bells don't swing back and forth. They have to be pulled in a full 360-degree arc. The volunteers pause them once the bell gets to the top of that arc or turns upside down. Once you learn how to control your rope and control the bell, you can pause for slightly different intervals of time so that instead of ringing, you know, in order all the time, ding, 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 we can start to make patterns, ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 ding. And so you'll hear us do that. It's not a melodic way of ringing bells. It's more mathematical, if you will. The volunteers stand in a circle, and the ropes coming through the ceiling are tied to bells number one, two, three, through ten. Can you move on down? Okay. Do you want this one? I will take this one. Do you want this one? All the bells are different weights. The lightest is more than 500 pounds, and everyone has their favorite. Rounds on nine bells, leaving number two out. There's a chart of the tune, so to speak, written on a big white piece of paper if the volunteers need to see which bells should be pulled in which order, but most don't need it. Someone takes the lead on calling out the pattern as they pull. Often it's Mike Schillen, who has been ringing the bells for more than 40 years. All right, look to travel gone, she's gone. It involves a lot of uh, counting, so we, we know our place, you know, if we're on our, uh, the fourth bell that's being rung, and somebody calls bell four to bell two, we know that we're going to start following a different bell in that pattern, and there's hundreds and hundreds of patterns like that, developed over hundreds of years in England. One, three, two, four, five, six. Are you differentiating how deep the pull is, how far? Absolutely. Well, sometimes you're uh, pulling a little harder. Sometimes you're uh, holding the rope a little lower to let the bell go a little farther, so it'll five, pause two. a little longer. Uh, so One, yeah, you're, two, five, five, uh, there's constant sort of adjustments being made. I suppose change bell ringing is very much like a great deal of other English activities, such as darts and golf. Deceptively simple, but it's going to take a lifetime to figure out how to do well, which makes it really fun. One, three, five, two, four, six. You won't hear carols ringing through town or silent night because it has to swing that full 360 degrees. One bell can't play two notes in a row. 
This is how the bells would have sounded around Norfolk, England in 1630 as, as these uh, first settlers were uh, getting on a boat to come over here and try to reinvent their, their world. And you're honoring that. It's exactly what this tower is meant to do, precisely. Let's take a quick break here. We'll go out to the volunteers reading the inscriptions on each bell. I ring the memory of the founders of this free plantation, bell number two. The words are the same as on the actual bell they were made to honor from the English churches. My name is Martha Ryan. I've been ringing about 10 years. The inscription for bell number one is, I recall forgotten days before the settlers came. And showing bell number three, I ring their courage. Uh, Paul Watson, I've been ringing two years. And on bell four, I ring their toil. Sarah Carolyn, I've been ringing for four years. Bell five, I ring their perseverance. Bell six, I ring their love of freedom. Melissa Bednarski, I love bell number seven. I ring their love of truth. Hello, my name is Gregory Acampra, and this is bell number nine. I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which ye see, and have not seen them, and to hear those things which ye hear, and have not heard them. Bell 10, I charge you, remember your heritage. I'm Daniel Cushing, the tenor bell is the heaviest bell. I prophesy the time when the earth shall be full of the knowledge of God as the waters cover the sea. Hmm. It gives you chills. It does That's give nice. you chills. And it's nice. a really beautiful bell. Hmm. <laughs> so you may have heard, I have a new job. When I posted about it, I got lots of calls and messages asking what would happen to the Hingham cast. Fear not, gentle listeners. The cast will continue. Kristen and I are going to slow the pace a little bit to every other week. But we need your support now more than ever. If you want to keep us, we need your numbers. So follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Share us with a friend and sign up for our email alerts so you never miss an episode. Just log on to thehinghamcast.com and follow the prompts. Or you can find us through our media partners at The Hingham Anchor. All news is local, but needs your support to survive. Okay, let's get back to our conversation and hear more from the volunteers who leave their warm beds each Saturday morning to pull these ropes. Volunteers like Melissa Bednarski. She's been ringing for about four years. What got you wanting to do this? Well, I live in Hingham Center, and I could always hear the bells ringing, and I always wanted to ring them. And I told myself, one day I'm going to do it. And so it took about 15 years, but I finally got down there to the bell tower, and I love it. What does this do for your soul? This is so fulfilling for me. I just love being a part of this community. The people who ring in this tower are so lovely, and it's such a joyful sound. It carries me throughout the day. Uh, I'm Daniel Cushing. I've been ringing for 51 years, mainly in this bell tower. And what we're doing next is a pattern called Queens, and it's where we ring the odd bells, odd-numbered bells, and then the even-numbered bells. And the lore behind that is that it was the uh, method that they rang at the coronation of Queen Elizabeth I. Oh, two. Treble's going. She's gone. 
Okay, and you started when you were 12. I mean, you were a seventh grader. What is it that keeps you coming back every Saturday? The camaraderie, the music, and the pure joy of the sound. When we were ringing Queens, I had goosebumps. It was, you know, the sound is going out throughout the whole downtown area. People are hearing it. People are reacting to it differently. It's, it's, it's a joyful noise, and it's, been, it's fun to do. Three to one. One, three, two, four, five, six. You don't even live in Hingham anymore. No, I, I'm happy to drive down from Boston to ring with this group of people. It's the people that actually make it. It's the sense of having done a good job. Made a, made a, we made a really nice sound, and we did it together. Stand! Hey, that was, that was really good. That was really good. I want to thank my podcasting partner, the kind, smart, effervescent producer-editor, Kristen Keith. Our website was designed by Donna Mavromatis and her team at Mavro Creative. And I'm Allie Donnelly. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye.